Welcome back to another episode of Success Innovation. This episode will be going inside the VEX competition at Otay Ranch High School in Chula Vista. Hello, welcome back to the Success Innovation Podcast. Uh, today it's about 7.40 in the morning on a Saturday and I'm here. I'm really happy to be with you today. Thank you for joining me. And the reason I'm doing this video is because I'm at a robotics competition in a local high school. And this is going to be a great event. It's for the v, VX VEX EDR competition. And as you can see behind me, there's a high school here and the kids are ready to go. So I will go ahead and uh, walk in and see what's going on. So stay with me. Thank you for watching. Success Invasion will be with you. So this is a lot. This is a shot from the inside of the school, and I'm gonna pan over so you can see what the field looks like. This is the actual field. Here are the parents, and obviously the students will be on this side and they're getting ready on that table on those tables over there so let me see if i can zoom in a little so there's a couple there's a couple of students there and we are in otai ranch high here's the person that actually coordinates and organizes everything mr joe amaro Right here we're seeing an inspection taking place and the robots have to be inspected prior to the competition start. Mr. Amaro is making sure with an envelope template that the robots meet the specs for height, width, and length. And this is, has to be this has to be prior to the actual start. I don't know if you've ever been to a competition, but this is a really exciting time. So here we go. This is how the students are getting ready. They're rushing to get everything, last minute details, ready to go. Here is one of the mentors, Mr. Kirk Bredo. There's a group from Hilltop High and they're just coming in. I think they just checked in but then they're looking for their table at the moment. here with uh, Pedro Lepe and he's the parent of a middle school student with the VEX, I, uh, VEX, I, VEX team and well Pedro how do you how do you like this event and why you know why why are you supporting your son well it came at an interest for my son in elementary school and uh, it was around fourth grade he wanted to be in robotics they had a program in uh, the elementary school he attended unfortunately the group didn't have space and they promised him to be the next year and, and the next year came and, and it didn't come and he was disappointed. Okay. So he knew there was a robotics in, in, uh, in uh, middle school. So I said, well, if, if you're willing to do the work, um, I'm there to support you. Okay. So he's always been fascinated with Legos and construction and engineering. So, so uh, me, myself, personally, I'm, I'm an engineer. Yeah. I, I grew up loving what I do today. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't have the support he has today. So I'm trying to give him that support. And hopefully, he does better than I do and, and really uh, reaches full potential. So it's a Saturday morning, and it's about 8 AM. Yes. Why are you here on a Saturday morning supporting your son? And why do you feel that robotics is important? 
It's important because he has a, a passion for robotics. Um, I still remember one of the days about three years ago, he says, Dad, I want to take something apart. And I brought him a helicopter, an old uh, model, actually uh, working helicopter. It didn't work. But it says, here, son, you can take it apart. And he took that helicopter with him and he took it apart. And, and he always asked questions. Hey, what does this do? What does that do? So he was intrigued. So I wanted to be able to support with that. And uh, for him, if he sees that the parents or myself or his mom are, are showing that support, he really puts his full effort and goes above uh, and beyond that. So I'm here to support as much as I can. And, and for me, the satisfaction is seeing him just being there and actually participating and really engaged in what he loves to do. So you mentioned that you like seeing him engaged. Over the last, say, two years that he's been in the team, how have you seen him grow mentally and also any habits that have come out of it? So I know initially, since it was his first year, he was a little hesitant because he's, he's a little bit, he's a little shy, but until he gets comfortable and really uh, kind of adapts to the environment, uh, meaning the social environment that, that goes around that, I think he, once he gets comfortable, he starts uh, putting in more of his opinions and he starts actually getting involved more. And uh, that's what I've seen uh, over last year to this year. Now he's in the committee, which is great. great. I didn't have to push anything. This is up to you. I'll support you. That's where my support comes in. It says, if you need me to take you on Saturday morning, I'll be there Saturday morning. So for the individuals that are watching us, if they're parents, what would you recommend for them to do with their children if they are looking to start in robotics? In robotics, don't... don't um, one of the things I would recommend is if, if, if your kid is really interested in robotics, uh, especially if you can get them started as early as possible in elementary, and you can't get to your team, look for another school that will accept your kid into their program. Because it's very vital that they, the earlier they start, the better. Uh, unfortunately, I missed that opportunity with, with him. I'm glad he is where he is right now. He stepped up. But uh, if you would have done, you know, I always ask, if you would have started earlier, how far ahead would he be today? Okay. But uh, I would recommend that. Go and look for that school if you really want to give your son or, or daughter that support. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Good My luck pleasure. with your team. And uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Right. Pleasure. So, okay, we're here with Angel Martinez, and he's the mentor for Hilltop High, Evil Robots. And Angel, thank you for joining me here yes, today. So, how long have you been a mentor for? Let's see, so I think this is now my third year. Um, the first year I kind of just helped out as like a side mentor. Now I t I've taken over uh, for VEX and I even started my first FRC team last year. Okay, yeah. so how do you like being a mentor? You know what? I love it. Yeah? You know, it's totally worth it at the end because, you know, having these kids fall for something that I fell for, you know, like as soon as I started touching the robots when I was in high school, immediately fell in love with it. Seeing that same response in these kids is, you know, it's... It's priceless. Yeah, it's priceless, yes. definitely. Okay. Oh, man. So, what attracted you to being a mentor? That it's uh, across the street from my house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it's just that extra help. You know, when, okay. uh, when I was in high school, uh, we, made, we only had like one mentor. After a while, our you know, head coach got fired, so it was only one. Okay. So it always helps out to have more people helping out, okay. you know, as much as possible. But honestly, I don't know, it's just to be closer to this, to you know, the whole environment again, right. you know. So 
What benefit do you see other than you giving back to the kids as part of your time? What benefit do you see them getting involved in robotics? I mean, them being involved in this stuff will hopefully help induce the wanting to learn this type, uh, this type of stuff. You know, not only will they have more interest in like technology, like as a high schooler, but hopefully when they go on to university, you know, they'll hopefully pursue something in STEM or even pursue university going to college because a lot of students coming in did not want to go to college, you know, and now having So this has involved, actually changed their yeah. perception oh, yeah. of what they want to do and yeah. it's focused them or at least uh, guided them to a different yeah. engineering path career. Exactly, okay. yeah, because okay. when I was in high school, I didn't know about engineering at all. Okay. I didn't even want to go to college, honestly. Okay. But being, in, you know, being uh, exposed to this stuff made me realize what's out there. And, you know, this would uh, definitely, of course, induce them to use the skills of using their hands, too, you know. So a lot of, a lot of kids realize that. But the nice thing is, is that it doesn't just have to be engineering, right? It could involve media, right? It could be website building or taking photography, you know, writing grants, you know. So it's a very broad spectrum of stuff that they can pursue if they don't like the robotics aspect. And right. that's what I love about these programs okay. is that it's not just about the robot. Okay. Yeah. Let's say, can you share with us in the audience about how much time do you spend out of your day working or out of the week working in robotics let's see so because i know you're very involved right right so typically if you're working full-time you have those 40 hours right and you typically have maybe around 40 hours of free time so pretty much those extra 40 hours are devoted to half of my sleep <laughs> goes towards this so because every time I, I contact you, you're either doing something with robotics or, or something at the school. Yeah, right? pretty much. It requires a lot of time. Okay. But that's why I tell these students is what the time you put in is what you get out. Okay. And okay. I really want to bring back up the, So can the you program. say that again? The time you put in yeah, the is time the time you, you get out. Yeah, exactly. The time can you, you put explain, in is, can you So explain essentially the more time and effort that you put into, you know, building your robot, you know, of course it's going to get better because, you know, with time you're going to be able to test more, you're going to be able to prototype more, and therefore you'll get the results, or you'll get closer to the results that you want. You know, if you only go in after school for maybe two hours, yeah, sure, that helps, but if you're able to come in in the weekends, or even take the robot home, or even, you know, at home you're able to look at videos of people working on their robots, any tips, you know, all that information helps. You know, so people, would like, you say that some of your team members have actually gained more discipline by being in the team and have built better habits by being part of the team? Oh, definitely. Yes. But what also helps is that being in this competition environment, yes. they get to see what all these other students have, right? So, you know, being in an environment, being with, you know, these thoughts and with their peers having pretty much the same thoughts, yeah. you know, they like have like Like-minded individuals. Exactly. Yes. But then once they come out here, they see different perspectives, different, uh, you know, outcomes or different uh, ways to do yeah, something, exactly. achieve it. Yes. Yeah. So okay. that really helps, especially in this environment. Right. And because it's, you know, pretty fast paced, right? Uh, it kind of gets their blood boiling, okay. you know, so all that excitement, all that, all those uh, endorphins run. So it's able to get their mindset, you know, ready for not only thinking of new ideas, but new approaches too, you know. Can you share with us any particular time frame in your mind that pops up that you said, oh, this is so worth it or 
this kid has actually improved so much and I'm really proud of him or her. Can you share that with us? Yeah, so even yesterday, right? Um, they all knew that we had a competition today. Yeah. Probably the beginning of the day yesterday, I went into the office or into the, the workshop thinking, you know what, these robots are not ready. Okay. We might not compete today. Okay. Right? Come six o'clock uh, p.m. yesterday, I see the robots and I see their attitudes. I'm like, okay, they're all putting in the effort. You know, we're getting there. Comes 12 o'clock at night. So right? you stay till 12. We're there till 12.30. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. And they're all putting in the effort, you know, and yeah, I saw that spark in their eyes, okay. you know, where they want to get it working. Okay. And most of them did, you know, and I had these, I had them come in this morning saying, hey guys, I know what, what it's a middle school. What time did you have them come in? At 8 o'clock. Even though they know that this is the middle school time, right, and they don't start competing till noon, they didn't like hesitate to come at this, at this time, you know, early because they get to work on the robots. And not so only you're that, actually building dependability on them. Yeah, and exactly. discipline to show yeah, up yeah. when and they I, actually say. Yeah, and I told okay. them like, all right, we're also gonna help out any middle schooler teams that need the help. And you know, there's no opposition So that collaboration that. And, yeah. and cooperation essentially, yeah, you're exactly. building in them. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything you wanna share with the audience? It, let's say a, a young individual wants to start getting involved in robotics, but they don't really know where to begin. What would you say to them? And what expectations should they go in with? Let's see. In what aspect of looking for that program in the school? Yes. Um, I would say maybe talk to any math-related teacher or science-related teacher. Say if the program is in your um, in your school. If not, honestly, I I recommend maybe starting a program there. You know, especially if you're middle school or high school. I'm pretty sure there's a teacher or faculty that can at least give you the space and maybe the tools necessary to start a club of your own. And especially if you do that, it shows leadership um, and that looks really great on your resume. So when you start writing your college application, you can write, hey, I started a robotics team. That's very impressive because you took the initiative not only to change your own life, but to change the lives of numerous kids, not only from your year, but for the many years to come. Okay. And it's totally worth it. This program is amazing. You know, using your hands, you may not know that you have the skills to even use your hands right. or work with any of this, stuff. but once you start getting into it, it's going to induce that love for it. This also is a love-hate, you know, because, you know, <laughs> that's how engineering is. You know, you, you right. spend 10 hours on one prototype, get it working, but there's this one slight little thing you didn't account for, right. and you got to do a second prototype, but hey, that's, that's the nature of this, and that's why, you know, we're out here doing this, so that way later, you know, you start going to college and hopefully get that engineering degree or whatever degree, that BS or BA degree, and you'll be out there working, making money in no time. You just know? for the audience, the BS means for Bachelor of yeah. Science, yeah, and BA means Bachelor of Arts. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Well, is there anything else you want to add to our conversation here? Let's see, maybe one personal thing. Yes. Like we said before, the time you put in is what you put out, but also don't rush anything. Be patient with yourself. You know, because all this is new stuff. This is really complicated stuff. And you gotta always give yourself credit that you're at least putting in the effort because maybe a lot of your friends are at home, sleeping, watching TV on Netflix, right? But you're there trying your best to make an effort to make a robot. Most people can't comprehend the idea of a robot, you know, but you do. You might be struggling in making it, you know, or even the coding, I know that's very difficult. But once you get it, it's so worthwhile and it's so 
is very valuable. So just be patient with yourself. You'll eventually get there. And don't forget to ask for help. You know, don't be afraid at all because people are there willing to help you. You just have to find them and ask them. That's all it takes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Angel. Thank yeah, you for your time. And we'll be seeing you out in the field. Right, sounds thank good. You. This is the start of the tournament. And here we are seeing the instructions, rules, and regulations being presented by Joe Amaro. The referees, the rules of the game, and the uh, challenges being explained by Joe Morrow in this uh, couple of seconds here. We are seeing how the field is set up, what the actual screens look like to go ahead and see how your match uh, placement is coming along. Here with uh, Mr. Leo Ulloa from the Streetwater Unified School District. Uh, thank you, Leo, for joining me today. Good morning. So you're you're actually here, and you're the steam coordinator for the Streetwater Unified School District. Streetwater Union High School Street, District. Streetwater Union High, High School District. District. Okay. Yes. So thank you for putting this event together. How do you feel, and what are your expectations for this type of event in the Chula Vista community? So this is this is the first event out of five different events that we're gonna have in our district for all the middle schools and all the high schools. Today is day one. So Sweetwater Union High School District, we do something that no other district in San Diego or probably even in the state does. Okay. So we host Bex Robotics events where teams from our district can participate. So usually when a school starts robotics and there's different platforms for robotics, we have first, we have, we have ball ball, we have Bex, we have Bex, there's so many different things out there, but uh, we have found that Bex has done uh, a good service for our purposes and for our students. So we have great expectations. So all these kids today, and this is the first event for the middle schools. The first event for the middle, for schools, the middle schools for the year, for, for the school the year. year. For okay. the year. And all, right. all the kids, you know, as you saw earlier, they're worried about that the, the robot is not working the way right. they're, they're planning it. Uh, but it's okay because well, the season really started relatively today. short, a couple yes. couple months or yes. what, what would you say, a couple months back. So how long have they actually had to actually build the robot and come to a, a design so up the, to this point? The, the way the way Bex works is uh, every year right after the world's Bex event okay. that happens May April May. Uh -huh. Right after they disclose the next year's game. So maybe so, half a month or a month later, they disclose but the, the new challenge. The, that's correct. The, the, the difference is, you know, when they when the, the game is disclosed, this, we are not done with the previous school year. So, oh, okay. you know, the teachers know what's coming, but the students don't know if they're going to be participating in robotics. So technically, if they've been involved in robotics more than one year, they know about this and they get ready beforehand. Otherwise, they start as early as we started the, the school year in July. Okay, so how many schools are you reaching out to in the school district? We have for the middle school league, uh, which is starting uh, this morning today, we have 
all the middle schools in our district, which are 11. 11. 11 middle schools, including a junior high from Granger. Okay. For the high school level uh, uh, league, we have 12 high schools participating, and that's going to happen right after this event. So you mentioned that this school district does something a little different than other school districts. What exactly do you mean by that? So, so this, is, this is what I mean. So uh, if a school, let's call this school, school amazing. I mean, we have amazing the San Diego amazing. Unified School District, the Poway District. I, I, I mean, don't there's, you, I, there's you know, different, different yes, school districts. Different so things. what do you do different and what, what do you mean by that? So for instance, let's say um, that a school, amazing middle school, wants to get involved in robotics. Okay. And, and that's really, really cool. Uh, usually, all this is extracurricular. Yes. So the teachers don't get paid. There's no extra duty for them. So most of our teachers are either math, science, special education. So there's no formula for a teacher. So essentially, other teams just have volunteers. Volunteers, that's correct. Okay. So th what we do differently in Sweetwater is, for the past about eight to nine years, the district has allocated a stipend for any teacher in the district to jump on this extracurricular activity and create, and create robotics teams. So if you're a teacher in one of our schools, let's say that one of the schools that does not participate in robotics, but in reality all of them are participating, you're getting a little stipend to support all the work that you do with the, the students. Effort, right. Because this is extracurricular. Right. So that's one big difference that we do. The second big difference is, uh, as a district, we're able to, because of our size, we're able to host a league event. A league event is composed of five different events. Okay. Uh, ranking events and a championship. Okay. If we were to be a district with maybe two or three uh, middle schools, or let's say a charter school, yeah. you know, we cannot, we couldn't be ever, we couldn't just host this. We'll just do maybe, maybe a tournament. And a tournament is the investment of this kids playing one day and hopefully throughout that day, maybe playing five or six times. Okay. Now, we the league, every single team that participates, because of all the different events that we have, not including tournaments, at least 25 times, all these kids are gonna play with the robot. And to top it off, the coolest things are, uh, uh, of what's happened with this, with this experience is, we all learn from mistakes. Okay. Right? Yes. So today... If you're not making mistakes, you're not learning. learning. Exactly. And today, I, I, hopefully you will see as you go around, there's going to be tears. Yeah. There's going to be disappointment. Okay. There's going to be, you know, like um, kids blaming on each other, like we haven't done enough or you, I'm doing more than you're doing. Right. But that's again part of the learning process. The difference is, this is the first event of 25 different events. Okay. And at each event, they're going to play more than five times, seven times each time. So they're learning and they're improving the design so as they go along. So every time they're playing, they're learning, and it's, it's yes. moving up. So yes. think of it, you know, when we, back in, when we were in school, yes. what if you had the opportunity to work on your homework assignment as long as it was necessary to make it better? That would be great. That would be great, yes, right? Our grades would be great. Yes, yeah, uh, exactly. I know my grades yes, weren't right. that great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. So, yes. so this is something that, you know, distinguishes us because of our size and the investment that we've done in robotics in the district. Okay. So uh, we, ha we hope that these kids, by participating in this, in this extracurricular STEAM activity, they get that. And okay. that experience gets translated into their daily academic performance. Okay. 
because still they have to take science, right. math, English, all right. the requirements in the schools. But the learning that happens here can be translated into what happens inside the classroom. So I see you're very excited and passionate about this. Um, what got you into it? Uh, How did you start? Well, I'm, 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 you know, thank you for asking. Uh, I, I think you know this. I'm an electrical engineer. Yes. And I started. And the reason teaching. I'm asking is because the audience. So I'm interested in knowing. So, yes, so uh, it, it's funny how, you know, the thing, the, the world um, goes around. Right. So I'm an electrical engineer. Yeah. I, I was, and I, st I still think I am a designer, electrical design engineer. So I worked for Panasonic for uh, five years. But then I was recruited to teach math and science bilingual. Okay. Uh, at the time, I was single. I was, I didn't have, uh, you know... Someone said, Leo, do you have the spark? And I said, I'm an electrical engineer. That's why I have the spark. Right. So I, 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 started, okay. I started. No, no pun intended. Yes. So I, I started teaching math and science, uh, okay. bilingual math and science in Sweetwater uh, around 2000, 2001. Okay. I worked about a year, a year and a half. And I decided, you know, I thought, okay, I'm done with, with community service. I need to be back at engineering. I think I I contributed. Enough. Time time is right. time is you know time is up. Yeah. But then I got connected to robotics. Okay. So as a teacher, I saw that the students were disconnected in the classroom, and always asking you know why are we doing this, mm -hmm. and it was always complicated to explain when things were going to happen and why. Uh, I was involved as a teacher in different uh, robotics platforms, uh, including FIRST and, and BOTBALL, but I saw... And at that time, there was no Streetwater there was no, League. There was no league. Was there was nothing. Little separate island groups. Yes. And every high school or every school had their own team that they They were doing, developed. everyone was doing different things right. uh, across the district. Yes. And it was not, it was not this. It was not essentially unified. And we're unions, so we water unions. Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but there yeah. was not a, there was not a unified right. uh, force to right. get us all together. Exactly. So what what kept me in uh, education, public education? Then uh, you became an admin in the district. Later, right? later down the road, okay. uh, I joined what is known in education as the dark side. The dark side. Okay. I, I became a, a public education administrator. Okay. And again, the same driving force was that because which you know, allowed you more more administrative power to actually Facilitate. influence the decisions and the programs that have been established so far, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. So but, you but, had more, more of a hand in making that happen. But, but just so you know, Lazaro, this is, this is not just me. You know, it's, no, a, right. it's a group of people that we've right. been involved in robotics. Yes. And, and just, just to mention one name, if we could blame someone for all the success and all the sizable uh, number of teams and students that get involved this year, if we can name one person, I, I could name Sandy Hodge. Okay. So Sandy Hodge, and I don't know if you know Sandy, yes, she has been a, a, an unbeatable force of support okay. and always positive and encouragement to get this going. Okay. Because she saw it as, a, as an educator and as a parent. I saw it as a professional engineer and as a teacher. And all these years, robotics has kept me in, in the public education system. So it's kept you motivated and passionate about coming back and yes, helping. Yes, okay, okay. Yeah. So we're here, 2019. Where do 2019. you see the program next year and then 
a couple years down so the this, road. So this is this is enchanted territory, right? Uh, of course, so yes, yes, and that's why I'm asking. Robotics yes. in the schools, yes, uh, or robotics education, it's been out there for probably 15, 20 years. Yes. But now we see more activity yes. with tournaments, with leagues, with some classes in the it's, career. It's becoming more mainstream. It's, it's, it's becoming cooler to be part of a robotics team. It's always Whereas been, in the past, yes. you were the secluded the little... Or, exactly. So you were not one of the elite athlete champions. Let's say, let's put it that way. Okay. Because now when you're in a robotics team, you can shine and you can proudly say i'm part of the robotics and it's team cool. it's yes cool it's to cool be, exactly. to be part of robotics yes. But, yes. but this is this is what we see okay we don't see how but we see what's coming okay. robotics is not just robotics anymore no, of course we can call all this robs okay. remotely operated vehicles yes so those are these are land robs yes. and we have air robs yes. drones the drones yes. and then we have underwater robs yes yes right exactly so yes we hope to see this blow up in those three directions okay drones underwater and keep and keep doing what we're doing right land land wise right so that's that's what we see but uh something that everyone's asking is about machine learning and artificial intelligence right. and how that is going to translate uh to what we do right you know for us in education that's going to take more years but definitely we want to get these kids exposed to those three levels of robotics okay. robs air land and water okay well thank you so much thank you for all the information thank My you pleasure. for putting this together and for helping the league in the Sweetwater uh, Unified School District. Union. Union School District. Okay, <laughs> so thank you so much. My pleasure. All right, good and good luck with the event. Thank you. Welcome, uh, we have Sofia Pantoja here. She's a junior? Sophomore. Sophomore at Otay Ranch High School in Chula Vista. And thank you, Sofia, for joining me here. Uh, you, we're here once again at the VEX competition. How long have you been in robotics? I've been in robotics for four years. I started when I was a seventh grader and I continued through eighth, ninth, and now tenth grade. So you're a young lady, and how did you get involved in robotics? Um, I heard about it in my middle school, and it was pretty advertised, and we saw like this video, and I just saw robots, and I already, I already loved building, so I decided why not try out, okay. and I ended up making it, and I just stuck with it, and I've always had more fun every single year. Let's go back to your elementary school years. Right. You're a sixth grader. You had any notion about robots at that time? Um, I've heard of robots, I've seen robots, and I started doing like VEX kits that okay. I could do at home. And this is on your own time? Yeah, on my own time. It was no, no team, no formal no team. instruction, yeah. no actual competition experience? Yeah. Oh, just okay. me, yeah. What attracted you to it? I know, I always loved the way you could build something to do something even better. And I always loved like, the idea of creating things. And I know like how important that is, especially in like today like how we have so many different robots that can be, do so many different activities and I know I wanted to do something similar so I, I decided to take the first step. Okay, so you've been involved in robotics for a couple of years yeah. now. From your beginning up to now, have you seen yourself grow? I definitely have. As a seventh grader, I just started out, I was learning from the older kids and I, I, I could like tell when I took over eighth grade year as lead engineer, I just built a robot, we won league, ninth grade, last year I learned so much from the high schoolers 
and that prepared me for this year. And so hopefully we do well in the competitions. But everything I've learned is has helped me and it has like affected the way I think about engineering and like the just building process. So you were telling me a couple uh, a couple uh, minutes ago that you wanted to be an engineer. Yeah. Okay. What type of engineering are you pursuing? Um, I want to be an aerospace engineer. Okay. All right. Why are you? setting your goal on that particular career? Um, well, one, I've always loved space. I always loved rockets. Okay. And I always loved engineering robots. So I'm just combining the two things I love like the most. And I think that's be like my dream job. What's the biggest obstacle you've encountered so far? Um, I think it's just the point of how difficult it is to become an engineer. To become an engineer, especially for an aerospace engineer, you do have to work really hard. Yes. You have to get into a good college. And I know I have to have, I have to be well-rounded. I have to have robotics, the grades. I have to have different activities that just show me as a person and that express my passion for engineering. So I know that's what's at the end of the day is going to get it. And I'm going to dig here a little more. As a young lady, how do you see... And what obstacles have you encountered in not just robotics and just in general? Um, and not just robotics, I've seen in the higher classes there's less girls. Okay. Um, I know that I'm still in like introducing the higher classes as I'm a sophomore, but I can see like the decline in the girls, especially in STEM and even in robotics. I know that there has been less girls in the teams. Like for example, I'm the only girl in my robotics team, and I have about six other boys in my other team. So how does that? What, so that's obviously a challenge from, from your point of view and also I can see that as a challenge. How are you coping with it and what are you doing and what's your mind frame or mindset? My mindset is that boys are different from girls, but I do know I have to connect to them in their way okay. and I have to be able to communicate well with them. Okay. And I am lucky that robotics is full of really nice and really smart boys so I know that they do respect me and if I say something they do listen to me so I'm really lucky for that and I know that if they say something I have to listen to them and I will. Okay all right so if you don't mind sharing with the audience for any young ladies that are you know thinking about joining robotics but they're afraid of mm -hmm. exactly that same thing that there's not a lot of women in the field of engineering mm -hmm. or, or STEM in that matter what would you share with them? Um, I would share just do it. Like if it's your passion, if it's your dream, if you're interested in it, do it because it's amazing. I've had the time of my life in robotics. I've spent a lot of hours working on a robot, but it's always been like my fondest memories. I'm just a sophomore, but I know when I look back on my high school career, a big part of it is going to be robotics. And I know I'm going to love that building. And if you think that, oh, there's a lot of boys, I can't do it just do it like you can do as much as any other boy can do and i know you will make a lot of friends even if they're boys you meet other girls who are just like you and that's like the best friendship you can make great so i want to ask you a question do you have a personal you know, a morning routine that you follow um well i wake up i turn off my alarm i get ready but I also do try and go over my plans for today because okay. how I do have a really busy schedule. I've had to do like a lot of stuff. Doing do you have a personal calendar? Yeah. I'm assuming uh, you yeah. use your. Yeah. Do you use your phone as your personal yeah. calendar, or do you have a physical calendar uh, that you write on? I actually do have a physical calendar. Okay. I have a passion planner, okay. and I write down all the things I have to do that week. And then every single day, I try and plan out what I need to do. And still, like, not be running around after school all lunch long and one day trying to get all of it done, but instead trying to spread it around during the week. So I do have time to do the things I love, like talking with my friends, hanging out with them, but also... So you actually schedule time to do yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, do, you, do. do you ever find that you deviate from that plan? 
I sometimes do have okay. to, especially with the friends part, because, like, for example, I'm treasurer for multiple clubs, okay. and I'm, part, I'm an officer for other clubs as well, so I do have responsibilities, so I do have to sometimes not, like, not be able to talk to them as much as I would like, but I, tru I truly do like to interact with them and like to be with them, because they are my friends, so I do try to schedule times so I can just be with them and just, like, you know, be, for it, be with them if they need me. Okay, so if you don't mind sharing with the audience, what is your goal target school, university? Okay, I actually have three goals. Okay. So, my dream school is USC. USC. Okay. U U USC, yeah. USC, yeah. Okay. University of Southern Trojans. California. Right. Trojans, right. yeah, right, right, right on, right. yeah. Okay, there you go, okay. And my that's second, your first choice. That's my fourth, okay. first choice, yeah. Uh -huh. I have three schools. My second one is MIT, which okay. I know it's going to be so hard to get into, but just the idea. Why is MIT not your first choice? When I first started, my sister is three years older than me, and she's already in college. But when we're visiting schools, I like I saw them and I loved them. But the the first one that actually got my attention and like I got that feeling I want to go here more than anything was USC. The so campus, they made you feel welcome. Vibe. Yes. Really? Like, yeah, okay. Like, the interactions of the people, they all treat each other as a family, okay. and like. It felt so good to be there okay. that like, and actually my sister goes there and whenever I go visit her, I know I want to be at that school more than anything. Okay. And MIT is just amazing engineering program and I haven't gotten a chance to visit it, but I've heard the reputation, I've researched it and it seems amazing just for me. So it's always been kind of a competition between the two, but I think especially with that, that like that feeling I got from USC, okay. it is my first choice. So we got USC. And then we got MIT. MIT. What else did we My got? third one is UCLA. UCLA, yeah. okay. UCLA, right. I got almost the exact same feeling, and I felt so welcomed, and I loved it. So that is my third choice. Okay, thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for being here with of Success course. Innovation. And obviously with the tournament yeah. here with, with the Otay Ranch. So thank you, good luck with your team. Thank and you. thank you for talking to me. Awesome, thank you. So with this, thank you so much for joining Success Innovation. I hope you've enjoyed this video. Uh, in this event today, at the Otay Ranch High School. It's a VEX uh, EDR competition, it's a robotics competition. And I hope you've learned something and you've actually seen students in action. And this is what I'm trying to achieve and, and showcase the, the audience here. And for those uh, faithful listen listeners and subscribers, I commend you, thank you so much. And once again, the fee for watching this video, if you don't mind, share the video per episode that you find valuable to go ahead and share it with a friend or a colleague, somebody that you think will get something beneficial out of it. Uh, I commend all the children here, all the, the parents, the students, for having taken a Saturday out of the day, busy schedules, to come and participate in such events like this. Once again, Lázaro Herrera from Success Innovation, thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time.